Before we start today's show, I have a feeling that a lot of our listeners, they stay up at night and they think, hey, how can I support these guys? They're providing me yeah, right. with <laughs> entertainment. You guys can join our Patreon, you know, throw a, uh, throw a couple shekels our way and get some extra content. Um, or you could do something as easily as going to drinklmnt.com slash the standard and get some awesome electrolyte drinks. You can go to our store, though. We got you, buy one, get one. Some you can go to our store. And some bogos. Yeah. A lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So go to bed, you know? <laughs> Relax. Relax. Take care of it. We got this. Um, so I have some questions for us sent in by some, some listeners. Okay. We had one of our listeners reach out, Bryson Hugh. I hope I got your name right, man. Um, he was born in Maui, and as we know, they had some some gnarly wildland forest fires out there, and sent me a link to the Maui County Firefighter Relief Fund. I will put that link in the show notes, so that money goes directly to them. So, yeah, so far, 93 deaths. I think it's more than that, right? It's got to be. This was Hundreds, they're talking about. This was a couple days ago. Because they're still, they got this missing list of Jeez, people, right? Those those videos of people in the water for like hours. Did, they, did some of them survive? Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So U.S. Well, Co- some people drowned. Too, yeah, well, sure. U.S. Coast Guard came and started scooping people up, but a lot of the Coast Guard's um, resources were in training in the states. Mm. So and they're they normally in Hawaii. Yeah. Damn. So they didn't have all the resources that they needed. So. It was interesting to see, uh, there's like a ton of conspiracy theories going on about like how these all started and some of their quote unquote proof is like, you see this, this house is gone and it's to the ground, but this one isn't. So it's like targeted. And I'm like, that's every, that's every wildland fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like why did that house not? Well, like, so after we had a nasty one, Waldo Canyon that I was a part of. And when you were driving through this neighborhood, we lost like 300 some odd homes in a matter of hours, like 60 mile an hour winds came in, just totally jacked everything up. And so, uh, you're driving through the next day and you could have a tree completely untouched and it's super weird, super weird. Right. Or a house that would had nothing was wrong with it. Everything else on the block is completely decimated, like down to the foundation. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's been interesting to see people who have absolutely no, idea what they're talking about be like oh oh, what's the weirdest welcome to the the age where you everybody has an opinion right yeah so well they think uh the government was using lasers to start to basically target this uh it's brutal man i feel for those guys it's a uh it's not an easy thing when the you know those are your neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and those are completely completely taken out so all right so these are some questions. Some of them are pretty dumb, so get excited. So are you asking? These uh, no, these are questions that were, that were sent in. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, what do firefighters do if they found out a homeowner has a ton of ammo in the home and there's a house fire? Oh, yeah, that's a problem. Keep the fire away from the ammo. That would be, that would be the first one. Yeah. But it's not like the ammo is rifled, right? Like it, right. it doesn't have a direction it doesn't have the same you know velocity that you're going to get when it goes down a barrel yeah so it's not like we don't care take note but yeah once you hear rounds start popping off yeah you know maybe you might pull people out and All go right. defensive for a little bit next question why aren't helicopters used in urban residential firefighting like they are in wildland 
Like, why couldn't you get a helicopter to come over with a bucket? How cool would that be? It wouldn't work. You just sit right above it with a... How, how many gallons does a bucket hold? 300 some odd... Oh. 300 gallons. <clears throat> instantaneously on the top of the house. Okay. What is on top of a house, Tom? Well, no. Let's just say it's like... like I'm, ta- I'm thinking like a fully... like. Roof's gone. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. The re- yeah, so to answer this person's... What's on top of Steve, guy, Steve. Uh, on top of a house is a roof, yeah, which is built to shed water. So <laughs> that is why. The other reason is uh, we can barely get enough people to ride the engines, let alone how about, how about a helicopter we, pilot. How about we get the helicopter pilot to fly in real like and go through the like, windows <laughs> well no and then and then you're carrying this 300 gallon bucket and then you release it as you're going you know 100 miles an hour and right into the front of the building basically you know <laughs> oh <geez. laughs> like that it would totally work just like that worked <laughs> uh i mean so steve okay to answer your question buddy um we have hose lines that can produce 300 gallons a minute into those homes into the actual part of the fire. So that's why we don't use them. As you got to put, you got to put water directly on the fire. That's, that's it. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So you can do that when it's out in the middle of nowhere on the trees and stuff. And yeah. Anyways. Also, uh, we don't. There's not enough money in a city budget to have a helicopter, a pilot, and. Do you think about 100 years from now? That they'll have drones that will fly into buildings, and they will find the seat of the fire so, by heat. Already been done, buddy. Okay, so then now they have these uh, sprinkler systems that have heat detectors, and they use AI to find out exactly where the water needs to go, and it shoots a jet of water at the base of the fire. It's nuts, man. So in 100 years, we just won't have a job. Oh, no, because who's going to lift up the people? And who's going to go on toe pain calls and all that other sorts of stuff. Community medicine. That will be our job. Okay. And we'll be dead. So we got that looking. All right. To. So there you go, Steve. This is this guy's basically asking how sprinklers work. There's multiple types of sprinklers. So. I got, my sprinklers are going on my lawn right now. <laughs> he's talking about fire suppression sprinklers. Oh, I'm out. So he basically says that as long as you walk past a sprinkler and you see the little red tube in it yeah. and you know that it's good but he's curious to know how they actually work okay so bill here's what happens you have water that is coming from the city through a big pipe and that comes into your building and then they have risers so basically a smaller pipe going up into the ceiling and will spread water out to all the sprinkler heads that's called a wet system and if one of those sprinkler heads pops Water will just come out of that sprinkler. It's not like the movies where you pull the fire alarm. Well, that little piece will melt. Yeah. It's rated to a certain temperature. And it'll pop. and It'll pop, and then that head is activated. Correct. Only that head. And then if the fire is big, it'll pop multiple heads, and then you'll get water, all that. Yeah. And then they have other systems, like in an aircraft hangar, that they don't have those little bulbs. Mm-hmm. And once the sprinklers go off, every single head goes well, off. That's true. Deluge. The old deluge. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they're just pipes and you have to actually supply it. Correct. So nothing's in there until you know that you need to put water in there and then you put a hose, you connect a hose or something, turn on a pump, and then everything yeah. flows through the pipes and puts the fire out. 
But it's not like in the movies where you pull the fire alarm and, and then the, every sprinkler head goes off. off. <laughs> oh, we'd have some problems. Oh, we'd have some problems for sure. How do you guys, this is from Byron, how do you guys sort out a spewing fire hydrant when someone crashes into it or something? So someone hits a fire hydrant and so, it starts going. So usually with 10 to 15 feet within the fire hydrant, there's a valve in the street so you can shut it off there. And Otherwise, not, you got to go back to another valve and... Not every fire hydrant has water right at where you see it above the street. So some of them, like in cold areas, you could hit one and nothing would happen. But if you're out in like California, that's where you're going to hit one and you're going to get. Let's say our what our valves are probably like they got to be like three feet down, four feet down. Yeah, About something that. like that. So you're not going to come into that, come into contact with that every single time. How did you know that you wanted to be a firefighter or paramedic, and do you regret it? Man, I don't know if I regret... I don't regret being a firefighter. <laughs> you way, regret being a paramedic? <laughs> the way that... the I mean, honestly, the way that the climate has changed towards... I mean, just... It's community medicine. 911 is really not an emergency, like, call center as much as it was. But, the, you know, like I said, the climate changed with... A lot of uh, personal liability being uh, is on the table now. You know, it wasn't has never been there before. You're saying like if you uh, make a mistake or a perceived mistake on the job, now people are going to come after you personally as opposed to the city taking care of you criminally. Criminally, correct? Yeah. yeah. So how did you know that you wanted to do this? Like, like you went to school, you were on your road to playing baseball. I was done with ball and I'm like, I need something that has competition, has team, is active, you know, this, this met it all. It still does. Yeah. You know, uh, there's just a lot of, so why didn't you join the lot of politics? I never even thought about that, but had I, I don't know, you know, do you do things backwards or something like that? I could have seen myself like doing that and trying to be part of some, be part of it some of that way. I don't know. Just never, never crossed my mind. I mean, because I was playing sports that time. So, did you ever have anyone in, in your life that was a firefighter that you kind not, of not really? Yeah, I knew a few people. I had there was one guy we knew his family friend growing up, and he was like the he was huge. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Uh, I don't. I think my. I don't think I had a. I even really knew what it was like or what the you know. Probably just didn't know it was that physical. It's like, oh, they show up and yeah, you pull a hose, you know, you pull a hose like we do in the right. backyard, the garden hose, and you put fire out. But I mean, it's so, just so much more than that. But I didn't really know anybody growing up. Never even crossed my mind until met my wife and she had some experience in it as a cadet. And you know, hey, you should go right along. You might like it. I was at uh, University of Iowa, and um, I just like wasn't. Uh... <laughs> I think I had a very skewed view of what success was. Uh, I grew up in the northern suburbs of Chicago, and I thought that success was the guys who were riding the train into the city, right, suit and tie, like making a bunch of money. And so I went to go get a uh, a degree at University of Iowa to, to do that. And then I was sitting in my dorm by myself, and um, I think I was like, you know, piling down my ninth easy Mac of the day. And, uh, my buddy Ross called and was like, Hey, I joined this like volunteer fire department. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? 
And he's like, yeah, dude. Like, we went like. Well, that don't make money. Yeah. And he's like, we, we cut someone out of a car today. And I was like, well, that sounds awesome. Like, way more awesome than what I'm doing. And uh, looking back on it now, like, I'm, I'm sure it was like a no-nothing door pop. But at the time, it was like way cooler than I was doing. So I ended up transferring and joined that same department. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. Like, hard work kind of scary at the time. Um, my very first, my very first like few months there, we did live burns at Great Lakes Naval Base. They were like, getting rid of a bunch of barracks. And so I was like breaking through walls and, you know, it was a volunteer department in the early 2000s. We were throwing like mattresses and car tires oh, yeah. and like getting really hot mm-hmm. fires. And so, I was just kind of hooked after that, but I didn't really have that like, oh, I was a kid at the parade. Yeah, I was, I never even, like, it never even crossed my mind growing up, not yeah, once. Not once. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess everyone's road to it's kind of different, but I don't regret it. Not at all. I mean, yeah. it's given me some of the closest relationships. I mean, but being a paramedic and being in some of the situations you've been in, that's, uh, that's given you some challenges for sure, you know? Yeah, but it's weird. Like, I mean, there's some there's some reward because you're there to help, and it, and part of it is probably life's reality, right? You understand. I mean, that's I think that's part of what probably makes us can can uh, I guess veer us towards the cynical side is because we see so much of this shit, and so then when you come home and you know some somebody in your life has a has kind of what you perceive to be a small problem, you're like this is nothing, and that's not very empathetic, you know. Yeah, but it does give you perspective and that yeah, you gives, would not have normally. It'd and be nice to, I don't know, it'd be nice if you could, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'd much rather have the perspective than... Um, the blissful ignorance? Than, yeah, of like, you know, this is a, like these problems that I'm having are so big and they're really not, you know. I, I'd much rather be in the spot I am now where it's like, oh, yeah, this shit doesn't matter. Yeah, it does make you a little jaded. It makes me a little jaded. Yeah. Um, but it's also forced me to get discipline and work on myself in ways that like a normal job would never force you to work on. Right. Like I will be fit my entire career, you know, like I, I take your normal 40 plus, right. That's kind of where a lot of, and I see it in my neighborhood. I see a lot of the dads on decline physically yeah and this job's forcing me to make sure that that stays at a high priority it's forced me to make mental health a priority which has made me be more self-reflective i think i'm a better husband because of it better father for sure so yeah i I have it's put me in the darkest times of my life this job but it's also made me crawl out Mm-hmm. which makes me better. So no, I don't regret it at all. I want to know which steps you took to become a firefighter. I'm currently looking to do an online fire service degree, but then there's EMT cert- certificates, fire academy. I've never uh, even heard of an online fire service degree. I mean, you know, like I, I'm sure there's like the, what do they call it? The fire, what's the one that, you know, that you can fire get the science? degree? Fire science. Yeah. I, I, I guess, I'm guessing that's what they're talking about, but. You he's, gotta, he's basically saying, wouldn't it, would it be best to go get an EMT cert, then go to a fire academy, and then fire science, or flip that around and get your degree first? 
get your EMT and start testing. Yes. Because guess what? It ain't what it was 10 years ago. No, do it now. Yeah, start do testing. Do it now. Because you probably got a pretty good chance of getting a job if you really want it. And some departments pay for your, for your school. Yeah. So look into that as, as a benefit. But I, I guarantee you that when you go and test and interview, every person on that list is going to have a fire service degree or fire science degree, and it's not going to necessarily benefit you. Uh, some departments, you have to have a bachelor's degree to even test. So I would say look at what departments you want to work for, see what their requirements are, and then go fill them. Yeah. That's what I would do. Long story short, my fiance is currently hired by a fire department. It's one month in, and she has begun socializing with her classmates, which are mostly men. She's going to a baseball game with her classmates, and she's the only girl going. We talked about boundaries that uh, we find acceptable, but truth be told, I'm having a tough time dealing with the fact that she's going to be hanging out with only men throughout her time in the fire service. <laughs> what do you think? Man, there's just this, that is a loaded, loaded question. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know, dude. Join the fire service yourself. That's okay. solution number one. Number two is... <laughs> I don't, you know, you're just going to have to work through it. Like if you really want the relationship to last, you'll have to work through it. But I mean, yeah, that's, that's the way it's going to be, you know? And, and right now that's what recruit classes do, right? They go together ever. It has nothing to do with, I mean, I, I would probably side with her right now and saying that I'm sure her answer is like, I'm just being one of the guys, you know, well, I'm there's just some... going to the game and like, we're just hanging out. This is what we're doing. We're pretty close, tight knit. I think there's so more pressure more pressure on female recruits in a fire academy. Not not from the staff, but from like what they're putting on themselves because not only are you having uh more difficulties probably, I'm, I'm generalizing, but you're going to have more difficulties physically than your male counterparts. Uh again, generalization. Um there are some dudes out there that can't do half what, you know, yep. some chicks can't. So what also is happening in a fire academy is trauma bonding. Right, like they're going through really hard stuff together. It's going to make them really tight knit, and they're spending an inordinate amount of time with one another. But we, I do know specific stories of a female entering a fire academy, breaking up or divorcing, and then marrying somebody else that was in the fire academy. So I hate to break it, but I do know stories like that. Um, I don't know, man. That's, I mean, that's normal. I mean, if. I, I I think I feel the same way. Hell, of course I feel the same way, right? If I wasn't a firefighter, oh. my wife was getting into the job, I'd be like, what the fuck, man? And all these guys are like, I mean, they're dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, come on. Uh, what I see happening, and I don't know this gentleman. I'm sure you're a fine human being, but maybe there are some uh, insecurities on your part of like... Do you think it's really, I mean... If you're okay, so if you're like a, a man and you're secure in your masculinity, well, then it's like then it's no you problem. You either like me or you don't. Like if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go off with another dude, you know, yeah, obviously I'm not the one for you, right? But what I think it is is like, what well, if you got kids? Like, what if you got a fan? You know, all this. Right? <laughs> so complicated. <laughs> I'm happy it ain't me, man. Uh, my wife joked about joining the fire service I, uh, last night. How did that come up? That's funny. Uh, I can't. I honestly can't remember. Oh no, it was because 
uh, the department that we work for is hiring. Right. And I made a promotional video for it and I showed it to her and she's like, that's great. Like that makes me want to join. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm good. Nope. Nope. I'm fine. (laughs) Let's not, let's not, let's not take our home life into work, you know? Yeah. We listen, I'm, I am so, I feel so lucky that she doesn't have the same view of humanity that I do. Like, it's nice to have that balance of, you know, having two people in the house bitching and moaning about the problems that we have at work is not healthy. Well, back to this situation, though. If you're constantly worried about it and and that pressure and that insecurity is constantly being applied, it's probably going to destroy the relationship in the end. So... That's, You're telling him to get out to, now? Oh well, no, just to support. You got to support. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. That's a tough one, man. Good yeah. luck, dude. This question's coming from Poland. Okay. Hi, I am Polish from Poland. <laughs> <laughs> My man's got some working on that in English. Recently, I started watching nine one one show and wondering: Are those firefighters portrayed in the show the same as on the real life one? Absolutely. So I see these guys in the show being called for almost everything. Cats and trees, cliff jumpers, collapsed buildings, but heart attacks, graveyard brawl, missing people, startled horse. Really? Question mark. Sadly, that is accurate. I mean, in the show. uh, Dude, we're called for everything. No, but in the show, it's a little bit more grandiose. Yeah. But to answer your question, yeah. Like the dumbest thing you could possibly think of, (laughs) we're going to. Yeah. Like clogged toilet, been there. Uh, a sink that was dripping, been there. God, I, sh- I wish I would write this stuff down because, I mean, it's like you get back in the rig and depending on the time of day, it's either you're super pissed off or you're laughing about it, you know? Some of them are so dumb that regardless of the time of the day, you're just like, what What, what, what happened to humanity? What going on? Yeah, what the hell is going I I on? Write, I need to start writing them down. <laughs> One recently was that naked lady that was running the street, just running around. So there's like a Chipotle and a Jimmy John's and like these people are taking their kids out to lunch. Everybody's eating outside now. Here's this crazy naked lady just running around. And it's like, who do you call? You call the fire department. Oh my God. So yeah, I don't know how they do it in Poland, but if you got a problem, you call We Haul. 